0: Welcome to the Bloke and the Bird Show. We've been gone for a really long time.
1: I'm not okay yet.
0: We've been gone for... There's a lot of stuff that happened while we were
1: gone. I'm not okay.
0: Well, let's see. We we, we got... I mean, let, let's review some of the stuff that's happened. We have a, a new winner of the Great British Bake Off. Yes. We That I fully supported. We had... Um, the first time ever... A holiday edition of Blown Away with a new winner. Yes. Um, season 5 of Great Pottery Throwdown has started.
1: And more tears.
0: And by the way, if you're not familiar with Great Pottery Throwdown, I have really good news for you. Previous seasons are now available on, I think it's what, the HBO subscription. Is that HBO? HBO Max. HBO Max. It's not Plus. Everything else is is a Plus something. No, it's HBO Max. You can go watch Great Pottery Throwdown and figure out what the heck we're talking about there. It's a good show. It's a really good show.
1: Highly recommend it, especially when the potters have to throw the toilet.
0: Well, well, yeah, it's kind of their thing that they have to make a toilet.
1: Right. No leaks.
0: It's pretty cool, actually. And it has to work with no leaks. No leaks. Trust us. Worth watching.
1: Definitely. I'm still not okay, honey. So
0: then there was the the season finale of Formula One.
1: Can I just preface this by I got a direct message from one of our loyalist of loyal fans congratulating me on my win for the Fantasy League. Okay. But what he began his message with, because it was like a month after the end of the season was, I'm sorry it's taken me so long. I'm not over it yet.
0: <laughs> there were a lot of... Ups. You know, actually, let me phrase it this way. Given how much we have seen the impact of Netflix and the increased exposure that Formula One has gotten, and has gotten in particular for this season, and for how close this championship was and the way things went down, this was truly an opportunity for Formula One to really shine. And for a good part of that race, and and I say that not from the perspective of the fact that Max was, was struggling to keep up. It was more for the fact that The race wasn't half bad. Mm -hmm. But for a good part of that race, Formula One came off really well.
1: But that's not going to be the legacy of that race.
0: Unfortunately, it's the last five laps. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And as, as much as there is plenty to criticize Red Bull about and Max Verstappen about... During the season. I do not fault. What they did in a race. And how the race went. And how they. And how everything wrapped up. I do not place. Any bit of that blame. At Red Bull's feet. Nope. And I don't place. Any of it. At Mercedes feet. However. I do have some criticism for Mercedes. And in particular for Toto Wolff. Because I was extremely disappointed by Toto Wolf making the calls to Michael Massey over the safety car. And especially that first virtual safety car and him calling up Michael Massey and try, and imploring Michael Massey to not deploy the regular safety car. I had a problem with that. I, I know why he did it. But I think it was very, very wrong.
1: Okay. My opinion is, and to be very honest, I would hold this opinion whether it was Red Bull or Mercedes. Mm -hmm. My opinion is they can ask, but it's Michael Massey's job to not succumb. But he didn't
0: ask, he
1: begged. Okay, that...
0: That that, that was not an ask. That was not a, Michael, the conditions are pretty bad. You need to pull out a safety car or we think this is good. You should go racing. That's not what was done.
1: What was done was
0: very unprofessional.
1: Possibly. But my... I lay all of the blame of that race and the outcome of that race. On Michael Massey and the stewards who put drama and they fixed it. I'm sorry. There's no other way I can say this. There is no way that that lap was fair. Truly the, fair.
0: Well, the problem is, and it, I, I think more of the blame goes to Michael Massey than to the stewards, but it, it, some does go to the stewards... Unfortunately, at that point, they're, they're, they were backed against the corner. I agree with this idea of trying to get a racing lap in. Mm-hmm. I, I, I fully agree with that. I agreed with that sentiment. The problem is the way you look at the... When, when you read the rules and how that should have played out is that when the, the light goes off on the safety car and when they call... First off, before we even get to that, the whole lap cars can unlap Mm -hmm. and the confusion that happened there and that first piece of we're not going to allow cars to unlap and then half a lap later that determination that we're going to let some cars unlap and i have never and and so so the argument around the rules and the reason why when mercedes appealed on that piece and they did The reason why the stewards upheld it is because the wording of the the regulation does not say that that when a decision is made to unlap lapped cars, that it has to be all of the cars. All it says is that at the race director's discretion, a call can be made to unlap lapped cars. And because it doesn't say all of them, he supposedly has a discretion to unlap some of them
1: yeah um, <clears throat> the problem that i have is that here's here's the brass tax I and mean, you're going to go through a bunch of stuff so and it's just mm-hmm. going to make me angry again and i'll probably spin and i'm sorry in advance but here's the deal they only unlapped the cars that were between the front runners. And here's the problem with that. There was a race between five and six. They unlapped five cars, mm-hmm. but there was a, a competition between five and six. And while I can argue all day long that they screwed Hamilton out of his championship. They screwed and
0: people further down the grid
1: they, too. They screwed people further down that grid too. And that's where it's not fair. And I, honestly, they weren't thinking on their feet. Because what should have happened, because they were five laps from the end when Latifi crashed, that lap, they should have red flagged the race. Well... And that way, they would have undone everything.
0: They would have undone everything, and they would have also avoided the other problem that they ran into. Because there were two things that Mercedes appealed about, and there were two problems with how that went down. One was the lapped cars, Mm -hmm. and what was done around that. But the other is... When the announcement is made that the safety car is coming in, it is supposed to be that the safety car is coming in at the end of the following lap. Correct. Not three turns before the end of the lap. Exactly. And that was the other problem, because if that regulation was followed, the safety car would have come in at the end of the last lap of the race, which meant the race would have ended under the safety car.
1: And I really, (coughs) I am sympathetic. I mean, I, I will admit this one little piece. I'm sympathetic that they didn't want to end that race under the safety car.
0: But they should have red flagged to avoid that.
1: And they should have red flagged to avoid it. And quite frankly, the real blame I lay on this is that before the race even began, they should have said... Something to the effect of, if there is an incident in this many laps to the end of the race, we're red flagging. No matter what, they didn't need. To, they didn't even need to say that, though. No, not publicly, but,
0: but like. But again, it's the race director's discretion. Correct. So the race director, knowing that there was, the, as soon as he saw that there was the possibility, and we looked at each other when when that incident occurred and where it was and what was happening really there were only two options either you were going to have to red flag the race to stop it or you were ending under a safety car there was no other legit because the other thing that folks said is when even though michael Massey gave pulled in the safety car and claimed that the track was clear they hadn't fully cleared the track Mm mm-hmm There were still lingering marshals on the track pulling in debris, pulling in. Now, yes, they were clear before the pack made it up to them. But that's the other thing is the safety car is not supposed to come in until the track is fully clear. And the track was not fully clear.
1: So full stop, I'm going to say this in my out loud voice. Michael Mossy cost Lewis Hamilton his championship because he manipulated the race. And other races behind that. And it's not, I mean, I can be angry about Lewis because I'm a Lewis fan, but I'm angry about the ones behind it too that got screwed.
0: I, I won't go so far as to say he manipulated other races or necessarily this one. He made bad decisions. But the other, th- but what I will say is that the inconsistency that we have seen throughout the season. This whole idea of and and I understand the intention, but the intention was not how it worked in practice. This idea of well, we judge every single in incident independent of each other. Well, no, actually, there's supposed to be precedent, and I get this idea of you know we don't look at the the impact of a decision or a penalty on the championship. I can agree with that. But this idea of we've set precedent in the season and we've got to make consistent decisions based on not just the precedent in the season, but the last several years. And that's been what's been thrown out.
1: Well, yeah, this has been whatever we feel like today. I mean, it's Tuesday, we're going to race this way. It's Wednesday, we're going to race that way. And that's what's come out of his decision-making process and that's what's angry making and quite frankly again saying this in my out loud voice i think michael mossy needs to step down i really do he
0: needs he needs to no longer be the race director he needs i don't to. care how he is removed from the position and mercedes pushing mercedes is apparently pushing particularly hard for Michael to be removed. And, and as part of the results of this investigation, that is, they have been promised. Um, and I have heard rumblings that some of the other um, team principals and sporting directors have spoken out against Michael remaining in the role. Now, my concern is that here we are now, almost midway through January, and winter testing starts in about a month. I would think if you're going to install a new race director, that really should happen before winter testing starts. Now, There's nothing that says that it can't happen later.
1: But it happened. truly,
0: I think it needs to happen before winter testing starts. And now is honestly the time to do it.
1: Well, you're right. But remember the last time we got a new race director it because happened
0: when Charlie died
1: in Australia. Yeah. So, yeah, it could happen that way. All right, let's get this started because it just, you know, at the end of the show we are going to get the results of the predictions and I well, you know, I did
0: have one other thing I wanted I'll to mention. Go right ahead. And in that last lap, which it was exciting, it was tense. It was, it was, it was admitted. Even if you did not appreciate how it went, it was exciting. But I will say that if it wasn't for the fact that it was the last lap of the last race of the season with the championship on the line, I would say that Max's pass and his defending on that lap was over the line. hmm especially based on the standards that we have seen going through the year and where they have gone. However, with it being the last lap of the last race of the season for the championship, I kind of thought it was okay. And I understood it. There was no contact. Yeah, it was hard, potentially questionable. But because there was no contact, I was okay with it, but when you think about what happened in Brazil and some of these other things, arguably was over the line again.
1: Oh, I I can't get past the fact that he shouldn't have been in that position to be able to do that because the truth was, you know, you back up to the inciting incident. Had Latifi not crashed. He wouldn't have been able to pass. Had Latifi crashed and they red flagged the race, everybody would have had the same tires and we would have been in a different, we would have actually had the last lap that we should have had. And then the fact that no chance could Lewis get new tires. Max did have a free stop and got new tires. Max was going to pass Lewis on that last lap. No matter you're, you're, you're what. You're
0: missing one key piece. What? That is very important to, to, to throw out there. Is that if Sergio Perez hadn't so successfully defended against Lewis for as long as he did, Lewis would have been able to get one more pit stop in. And he would have had fresher tires. In that that earlier, was it the the safety car the earlier virtual safety? I think it was the virtual safety car. There would have been enough of a gap if Lewis had passed him a lap or two earlier. That Lewis could have pitted and gotten fresher tires and gotten back out there, but Sergio Perez did his job really well.
1: I got. I will say this. Yeah,
0: you, know, you, you got to give Sergio I, credit for that because he had a hand in it.
1: I cannot like defend or otherwise be happy with Max getting the championship. But I will go to the mat that Sergio did his job and he Mm -hmm. did it well. And he is well positioned for what he can do. I will say that that's the best I can give. But again, I go back to what I said at the very beginning. It still hurts a lot.
0: Now, as much as it hurts, the one thing that, you are not doing, the one reaction you have not had and you do not condone is taking anything out on Nick Latifi for this.
1: You know what? I was stunned when I heard that he got all sorts of abusive messages. I, I, was,
0: I was disgusted by it.
1: Well, I was disgusted. I, I wasn't... But I was stunned because I'm like, the, the the poor guy hit a wall. I mean, it's not... Of all people, it's not his fault.
0: seeing how social media has been divided this season it wasn't a huge shock to me it was still just I, dis- I mean again remember when we had in silverstone the the racial epithets that were being thrown at lewis hamilton
1: i know i i, I don't i don't understand some people but of all the people that I could I could hate on for those last laps. Latifi never came across my mind, honestly.
0: And and Nick says that they were not really a surprise to him either. But that said he deleted his Instagram and Twitter from his phone in the wake of the race in anticipation of receiving all of that abuse. Mm. He said, I've purposely been staying away from social media to kind of let things settle down from the events of the last race. A lot has been made of the situation that came about after my retirement in Abu Dhabi. I've received thousands of messages to my social media accounts, publicly and via DMs. Most have been supported, but there's been a lot of hate and abuse too. I've been trying to figure out the best way to go about handling this. Do I ignore it and carry on, or do I address it and tackle the bigger issue that is sadly a reality when you use social media? This isn't some scripted statement, but rather me speaking my mind in the hope that this maybe sparks another conversation about online bullying and drastic consequences it can have on people. Using social media as a channel to attack somebody with messages of hate, abuse, and threats of violence is shocking and something I am calling out.
1: Good for him. And
0: it's disappointing.
1: It is. And people should be better, but unfortunately, I don't think they are.
0: So, the big question after, for about three days after the event was what was Mercedes going to do? We knew they launched two protests, Mm -hmm. both of which were immediately, were were dismissed um, because, well, it was the FIA making a ruling on how the FIA ruled, um, (laughs) as opposed to anything else going on. Um, They then noted, they submitted the attempt to appeal, which gives them 96 hours, which by the way, 96 hours meant that That was about the time that the prize-giving was scheduled where Max would actually get the trophy. Mm -hmm. Um, Toto had a lot of conversations with the FIA. Um, The Mercedes team got together to discuss quite a bit about it. Um, The FIA, as you can imagine, especially because there were legal issues involved would not acknowledge or admit to any kind of wrongdoing. And I, I can understand that and would not issue any statements to say that they did it wrong. Um, He said that, you know, after they had submitted the the appeals, it was a matter of going back to the hotel and sulking or thinking about what happened. Or, on the other hand, to celebrate an eighth constructor's title with the team. And that's what I did, trying to push aside the frustration about the decision that cost the driver's world title until the next day. So they submitted their their 96 hours uh, intent to appeal. um, And uh, where was it? The reason why they decided not to go forward, and they believe they had a very strong case, was that they didn't think that it would win. So what it was is because if they filed this appeal, it doesn't go to a, a law court. It goes to the International Court of Appeal for Sport, right. which is run by the FIA. Mm-hmm. So he said, you know, if you look at it from a legal side, if it didn't judge in a regular court, you could almost guarantee we would have won. But the problem with the International Court of Appeal is the way it is structured. The FIA can't really mark their own homework. And there's a difference between being right and obtaining justice. So, there is a lesson to be learned. How can we make sure that going forward in situations like that, the right decisions are being taken? The verdicts from stewards are a response to the regulations and judgments in the courts. Whether it is the International Court of Appeal or the Court for Arbitration on Sport, which is not currently part of the legislation, can be judged in a way that is fair and neutral to every participant. Every step along the way, it was a joint decision. We decided together with Lewis to protest, to launch the appeal, and to withdraw the appeal. As you can imagine, not only for him, but also for us as a team, it was terrible to be confronted with a decision that decide the outcome of the World Championship. But nobody of us, neither him or us, want to win a World Championship in the courtroom. But on the other side, we were deeply wronged on Sunday, and it wasn't just a case of a bad call. It was a freestyle reading of the rules, and it left Lewis like a sitting duck. It was tremendously hard for him and for us as a team to withdraw the appeal because we were wronged. And we believe deeply that in F1, the pinnacle of motor racing, one of the most important sports in the world, justice is being done. So in my soul, and my heart, cries with every bone that this should have been judged in the right way, and the legal situation would have given us right, but there's a difference between being right and obtaining justice.
1: I have no words. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. Now, let's just take a second. I mean, the reality is very simple. I really have to respect Mercedes going, even if they could have overturned the whole thing. Like Think about what that would look like. You yeah. would have still had an asterisk on the season because that's what would have happened.
0: You would have had an asterisk on the season. It... Again, going back to this should have been Formula One's weekend to shine that would have been even further tarnished and damaged.
1: Right. And so in a way... Thinking
0: bigger than his own team?
1: I got to give Toto credit (laughs) for thinking and Lewis because if Lewis was consulted as Mm -hmm. Toto says and I can't, there's no reason for me not to believe that Toto really (coughs) did pick up the phone and call Lewis and go, what do you want us to do? Um, I think he really did. Epitomize thinking bigger than his own team. He's thinking about the sport as a whole, which you got to give him some credit for, for having to take it on the chin to think bigger than his own team. However, all of that said, we also know, because you're about to talk about the fact that we have a new um, FIA president.
0: Yeah, two days after all of this blows up, congratulations, you're the new president of the FIA.
1: Yes, and I think that we do have to say this in very explicit terms. John Todd was going anyway. Yes. This is 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 not not a result. (laughs) They are not related. We knew he was going. Timing was um, not fortuitous.
0: Better for John Todd? Probably not as much for Mohammed Ben Suleim.
1: Not so great. Like, welcome to your new job. Here's the dumpster fire we just handed you. Yeah. Um, But I think we have to start thinking about looking forward now. The other thing I will say, in my more saner moments when I'm not stomping around going Lewis was robbed, I do have to say this. When Lewis gets his eighth world championship, and he will, I firmly hold that Lewis is going to get his eighth championship. He will top Schumacher's record. When he gets that, I really want it to not be with an asterisk. Oh, yeah. That's the thing is when I stop and think about, well, they could appeal, they could have won, they could have gone to court, they could have done all these things. It's going to be with an asterisk. He deserves to stand alone and say, I want it. I want it on the track. I want it on my merit. And that's what I want for him. And when we do predictions next year, I'm going to predict that he wins that championship because I think the fire's going to be in the belly to take it back.
0: I want to see what happens with winter testing first.
1: I don't even care. It's Lewis all the way. Team Lewis.
0: Okay. Anyway, so as we mentioned, the FIA has a new president. Mohammed bin Salim has been elected the new president, taking over from Jean Todd, who had held the role for three terms in 12 years. Um, He defeated um, Graham Stoker, um, who was the FIA's deputy president for sport under Jean Todd, with 61.6% of the vote. Um, you may not recognize who he is, but he is, um, he's a rally driver. Um, actually very long career as a rally driver, won the FIA Middle East Rally Championship on 14 occasions before moving into governance um, was the first Arab to be elected to the FIA's World Motorsport Council and previously served as the vice president for sport with the FIA. And he is the first non-European to hold parole in the history of the FIA. Interesting. Um, he is, as a matter of fact, um, somebody dug up video on social media a couple of weeks ago uh, in one of... It's either the early seasons of Top Gear or one of the other shows that... Jer- car shows that Jeremy Clarkson has been on. Mohammed Bin Salam was there as a rally car driver and participated in some of the stuff to make Jeremy look bad as a driver.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not that that's hard, but... Um, yeah. that's That's kind of awesome. So, he has...
0: He, he was part of the reason why Mercedes withdrew their appeal, because he has pledged, he put out a statement on behalf of the FIA, um, not long after taking the presidency that he was, uh, launching an investigation to present or prevent something like this from happening again. And the first thing that was in that statement was the events that occurred that weekend did not reflect well on the sport.
1: And that's a true statement.
0: So we do not know what actions will be taken. He had... Mohammed bin Salim does have the ability to remove Michael Massey and replace him. Mm -hmm. Um, That is part of his purview. Um, He has been asked if he plans to do that at this point. He has said there is no rush. Um... Right now, you know, it really stands to be seen as to whether or not this is an actual investigation and we see actual changes happen or if this is like OJ's hunt for the real killer. <laughs> we don't know. True. And, and the, the reality is since most of this is going to occur behind the scenes, we won't know if anything actually happens until it actually happens.
1: No, there's that point, definitely. But one can hope. I mean, somebody's got to come out and say, you know, there's got to be some sort of proof that says this is not going to be the way we do business. And the, there's only one place that you can make a statement like that. Because if Michael mm-hmm. Massey keeps his job, then FIA has done nothing.
0: Yeah, well, that that's going to be the... In- the, the impression that I think a lot of those who watch the sport both from a commentary and from a fan level are going to take away if Michael Massey's left in place.
1: hmm
0: Short of significant changes to his role and his authority. I mean...
1: Well, the only other way, the way he keeps his job is if they completely restructure the stewarding. Mm-hmm in such a way that he's essentially neutered.
0: Yeah. So there's also been a lot of questions this week about Mohammed bin Salim's ties to Bernie Eccleston. Bad Bernie hair a, Bernie? Y- yes. Once again, we are hearing about Bernie. Um, apparently, Bernie has been known to be a big support- supporter of him. Um, but more than that, Bernie's wife, Fabiana is, has been named as a member of Mohammed bin Salam's leadership team.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah. So, um, one of the early decisions that he made was to nominate Fabiana Eccleston as the candidate for vice president for sport in South America. Yeah. That was the first time in the FIA's 117 year history that a female had been put forward as a vice president for sport. Um, according to Ben Slam, he says that Fabiana was chosen because of the work that she had done in Brazil, not because of any links to Bernie. He says that, that, um, When he approached them, he approached them not because of her name, but because of her credibility and that the choice was made on merit because she's been involved in mobility in a club in Brazil. She's been involved in F1 of Brazil. So she has the sport and mobility side and she has been in two of the commissions. So her experience is there. Bernie's supposedly when Bernie was asked, his feeling was, and when Mohammed asked Bernie, Bernie said, well, you need to convince her. This isn't my decision. But that's the claim is that she has involved. In, we don't know. We don't know what she does. Bernie. He says that Bernie's not involved and Bernie doesn't want to be involved. Yeah. we. Bernie being Bernie. <laughs> yeah. Strings are probably being pulled. All right. So looking forward to next year.
1: Which is this year.
0: True. It is the upcoming season. Um, apparently the World Motorsport Council has agreed, and it just needs to go through the rest of the, the various regulatory bodies, but has agreed to require all Formula One personnel to be vaccinated by the start of the season for COVID-19.
1: I'm surprised that wasn't the case already.
0: Um, it, it. Sounds like initially they, they thought they could get away without it up until the new variant came out. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what pushed them over the edge. Okay. So now, unfortunately, that's a little too late for Charles Leclerc, who has tested positive for the second time in a year.
1: He's not the only driver that's tested positive more than once, is he?
0: I think he's the only, he's the only one that
1: I I thought Stroll might have tested positive more than once.
0: I don't think so. Or if he did, it was after the end of the season. Okay. But yeah, it was about a year ago. He came back as following the COVID protocols, came back from Abu Dhabi, and tested positive again. Um, the team says that uh, mild symptoms, just like last time. But uh, yeah, he has tested positive one more time.
1: Okay, whatever Leclerc is doing in Abu Dhabi, he needs to stop doing that. Yeah.
0: Hey, in other news about Charles Leclerc, and it's... Oh,
1: don't even tell me about his girlfriend.
0: No. No, I don't know what's going on with his girlfriend.
1: It's, I think it's Leclerc. There was like a whole Twitter thing.
0: No, it's Lando Norris and his oh, Lando. His, his girlfriend. They were up on, on some some hill and, and somebody made this joke that, you know, they feel sorry for her because Lando's not good in the wet. Anyway. Um, <laughs> you, no. no, no, this is this no. is Charles Leclerc. This is even better.
1: No, but I guess it was only a several weeks ago or a couple of months ago somebody interviewed Lando before the picture came out. And asked him if he had a girlfriend, to which he said, "No."
0: Well, maybe they're new. Anyway, back to Charles.
1: Okay. All Charles, those young guys look.
0: Charles this Leclerc has the rare honor that he can say he has loaned a car to the Prince of Monaco.
1: No, you're kidding. <laughs> no. So Albert borrowed his car. So apparently.
0: And and Some of the drivers have this and apparently Lewis has never thought to go negotiate this (coughs) but some of the the drivers have as part of their contract that they get the cars that they race Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Well, one of the one of the Ferraris that Charles has raced he has loaned to Prince Albert and it's on display as part of Prince Albert's collection so he can say he has loaned a car to Prince Albert
1: yes yes he can that's good that's
0: a new level of cool
1: but he's a monogast so of course he's already at a new well, level
0: well there, there's that too but I mean just oh yeah, oh, yeah I, I've loaned a car to Prince Albert I mean, <laughs>
1: you know it's Prince Albert borrowed a car for me
0: that that too Make sure you you fill it with gas before you return it. (laughs) Race race fuel. Um, So in other news, we got word this week that despite telling us in Brazil that he's not going anywhere, that the news of him leading the team is just pure speculation and he doesn't know where it's coming from and he was totally surprised by it. um, Atmar Safnauer...
1: Has apparently departed Aston Martin. I'm waiting for anybody that's surprised to speak up <clears throat> now. When Martin Whitmarsh came back and was taking this new role that essentially demoted Otmar. We
0: said we, th- well, it, it didn't really demote him.
1: Well, it did. It put a different, he was at a different, <clears throat> there was a new person between him and the higher ups.
0: There was that, but he was still at the same role within the team. His
1: role d- was supposedly not going to change.
0: They just put him, put somebody between him and
1: Lawrence. Exactly.
0: And Lawrence changed his cell phone number. Um, Stop responding to text. Yeah. New phone. Who dis?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so is Otmar on gardening leave? Do we think we're going to find Otmar at some other team? Here? So he is
0: not on gardening leave that we know of the rumor has been that he is headed to Alpine Uh and that was the rumor that came up in Brazil that had Otmar going yeah I don't know where anybody's where this came from I'm not leaving the team I'm not going it of course he didn't deny that he'd been talking to Alpine all he said was that he wasn't leaving the team
1: yet so nobody heard the little yet he put at the end of that sentence there's that
0: um, the other thing that folks have noticed is that not long after Atmar departed, there's been some sponsors dropping off of Aston Martin's website, most notably B- BWT.
1: I did see that BWT took a walk off their site. Mm-hmm. Interesting.
0: And, and there, there's been some talk that possibly BWT is following Otmar over to Alpine. Mm. The question is, would Alpine be willing to paint the car pink? And I don't know. I mean, the reality is, this year was probably the first time that a BWT-sponsored car in any series wasn't pink. I don't know. The other thing that I got to wonder is supposedly there was controversy in the BWT deal and how it came to Racing Point mm-hmm. and Force India and the payments around that and pushback about the color and some of these other things and Otmar supposedly expressing concern or doubt about the the legitimacy of BWT initially as an organization. So the thought that here we are, what, three, four years later, and BWT is following him to another team, I don't know.
1: It's all rumor. These are all rumors. It's all rumor and speculation. But, yeah. And what else do we have to do during the offseason <clears throat> until we get testing? So. Well,
0: there's that There's that too. So we're, we're waiting to see whether or not Otmar lands somewhere else or... If he heads off to Martin Whitmarsh's original undisclosed location after Ron Dennis removed him.
1: But keep in mind, Martin Whitmarsh showed back up from his extensive gardening leave. So we may see Otmar again. It's possible. I like Otmar. I'd like to see him again.
0: Now, somebody who is not leaving, unsurprisingly. I I would have been stunned if, if... Something like this didn't happen. Christian Horner has uh, agreed to a contract extension and will be remaining as the team principal for Red Bull Racing until at least 2026. Yeah. So another four more years. Mm-hmm. But he's been with that team now for, um, what is it, 17 years?
1: I think, yeah, he's his career at Red Bull has almost Become an adult.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean,
1: I think he's been at Red Bull longer than he actually raced.
0: Well, he didn't race for very long.
1: Well, there's that. <laughs>
0: but it was he. He's been with he's been the team. He's been their only team principal since the team was created. Mm-hmm. He, he's he's been there the life of the team. Um, but race briefly in the junior categories. Didn't do very well. And actually owned a team in Formula 3000, which is where he caught Bernie's eye and he caught um, Dietrich Manischet's eye. Yes. And has been with the team since. And, you know, as much as we're not huge fans of
1: Christian Horner... Understatement?
0: The The reality is he's done a good job for the team. He really has. I mean, he... he we may not like him as a person, but professionally, he he's pretty dang good at his job. Mm-hmm. Can't criticize that part.
1: I can criticize him all I want, but
0: that part. <laughs> no. <laughs> the whole sentence.
1: <laughs> yes. Think bigger than the team principal.
0: But also, coming word is that, unsurprisingly, Red Bull is looking at extending Max Verstappen's contract. Now, what's odd is that his current contract goes through 2023. And they're already talking about extending his contract further.
1: Well, yeah, because as long as they can lock him up for as long, because he's doing well, other teams are going to sniff around and see if they can poach him, a la (coughs) Vettel. You know, how long does it take to get an offer to drive for the little red car?
0: Well, to be honest with you, I don't think Ferrari would want him right.
1: Well, no, because they and, won't give him the car and, he needs.
0: Well, it, it's not just that, though. I I don't think that he's got the attitude that Ferrari wants.
1: Mm. No, he's definitely well positioned personality-wise for Red Bull. Definitely. I mean, absolutely. Full stop. I think he's got a he's got the right team for his personality.
0: But while we're talking about Ferrari. Ferrari says that, and and it's like they finally learned a lesson since their initial signing with Charles Leclerc, that they will not have a one and two driver going into the season. They will be treating them like equals, and a decision as to whether or not they favor a driver will be dependent on how the drivers perform at that track on that day.
1: Finally.
0: As opposed to... Charles Leclerc's first season with Ferrari where they declared that Sebastian Vettel was going to be the number one driver only to have Charles show Sebastian up pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Ferrari may have learned some lessons.
1: We'll see how long it lasts.
0: Yeah. Um, Mercedes was the first team to fire up their 2022 car. Wow. <coughs> Mercedes also officially unofficially well no actually they were official posted pictures of their 2022 car now what they did is the lights were turned down really low so you could just barely see hints of the car yes I saw that
1: it's all a tease
0: now folks on social media have turned around and dropped it into photoshop and cranked the brightness as far up as it can go and you can see a lot more Mm -hmm. and there's nothing really surprising about it. I mean, you can't see the detail of where the aerodynamic furniture is going at all, but you can see that, yes, it's definitely the 2022 car, and you can get that. It's much. a car. Yeah. And, you know, much like Williams has released pictures of their car, although they're not on the website. They're in the social media channels, but not on the website. But I looked at it and I'm like, yep, looks like a 2022 car. Okay, moving on.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: But we've got that happening. The other 2022 news that has happened so far, the Haas F1 2022 car has officially been homologated and it has passed its crash tests.
1: Excellent. Were we worried?
0: No, not really. And in a true sign that this is the offseason, the headline, the big news for the offseason, Apple is set to land a huge F1 movie project starring Brad Pitt.
1: Okay. Do we know what storyline they're going to talk about? Are they going to try to cast Brad Pitt as Max Verstappen?
0: So according to Deadline, Apple Original Films is now in exclusive negotiations to seal a deal for the planned and as yet untitled Hollywood blockbuster feature film. Um... It's understood that Brad Pitt will play veteran a veteran racing star who comes out of retirement to mentor a young driver while taking his own chance at on track glory. Schumacher. Fernando Alonso.
1: Yeah, I, can't. I mean think
0: about it. I mean, yeah, you got Schumacher and Rossper but rosberg have been driving for a bit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, Ocon's been driving for a little bit too, but yeah, I mean could be a Fernando Alonso. Okay, Ocon but look thing. at look at
1: his look. Yeah, like wh- who who does Brad Pitt look more like? Or is it going to be completely fictitious and it's going to be like driving in the rain with dogs or something, whatever that movie is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, legendary producer. Top Gun, excuse me, legendary Top Gun producer Jerry Bruckheimer is leading the F1 project with Top Gun Maverick director Joseph Kaczynski and screenwriter Aaron Kruger also on board. Um, Bruckheimer's last race theme movie was Days of Thunder. Um, Brad Pitt is reportedly a huge motorsports fan. Um, He had previously been part of a project with Kaczynski for a Carol Shelby based film entitled Go Like Hell. Um, they couldn't raise the budget for it. However, the project morphed mm. and became Ford vs. Ferrari. Oh. Yeah, starring Matt Damon. Okay. Um, also, Pitt narrated Mark Neal's 2015 MotoGP movie, Hitting the Apex saying he holds the sport near and dear and was an honorary starter in a 2016 Le Mans 24 Hours. Um, the budget for the new production is estimated to be in the 130 to $140 million range, and Lewis Hamilton has been connected with a role in the film, having previously starred in the Cars animated franchise and being one of many star names to have a cameo in Zoolander 2. Um... Lewis also claims that he had the opportunity, not that he did, but he had the opportunity to appear in Top Gun Maverick, which I don't think it's ever actually been released. Thank you, COVID.
1: I thought it did. I know
0: there were teasers for it. I don't know if they actually released it, which I'm, I'm good with that. Because, I mean, it, it was supposed to be, remember, after Top Gun... Tom Cruise was supposed to be hauling turds to Hong Kong. Uh, that was what he got threatened to by the officer on the aircraft carrier.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Um, but I don't think that's what Maverick was about. All anyway, right. um, yeah, Lewis says that he has auditioned for a part in a Hollywood film. We don't.
1: Oh, that so fits with Lewis.
0: Yeah. So anyway, you want to talk predictions.
1: Not really, because I don't want to know how badly I lose by.
0: So we, we have to go over the predictions and what happened. And of course, it's kind of odd because here we are in January. Normally we do this in what, early December? Yeah, early December, because first, Thanks, first weekend in December. But due to COVID and some other stuff, we are in January, and we're going to be doing our next prediction show in like two months. That's fine. That's wild. So. All
1: right, let's rip this Band-Aid off. How bad did I do?
0: Well, we, we got to work our way through here. Okay. As always, the first question is, who will win the Drivers' Championship this year? And this year, and, and we didn't have, we're not always this way. But this year, we were all in agreement with our predictions. And we're all wrong. Uh Uh-huh. We all said Hamilton. Normally, we don't do that. (laughs) Okay. But we all said Hamilton. So, we we, we all got zeros on that one. Okay. Our next question. Mm Mm-hmm. Who will win the Constructors' Championship this year? Again, traditional question. I said Mercedes. Okay. You said Mercedes. Okay. The boy said Red Bull. Two out of three. And unfortunately, this is the last time we have this (laughs) traditional question. But it's another traditional question. Uh The traditional question of, will Kimi Räikkönen leave F1 this year? Yes. And my answer was in capital letters. Yes.
1: Excellent.
0: Everybody else said no. For the first year ever, everybody else <laughs> said no. <laughs> I have the other years. I can pull them up. Everybody else said no. Okay. This year, yeah. we All are. Right. We are. Take- Kimi Raikkonen left Formula One and announced his retirement.
1: Hey, taking an early lead there, Michael.
0: So the next question. Mm-hmm. And I almost wanted to go and... and Hold off on on this one. But I don't think it's fair to do that. Because of how the question was worded. So. The question was. Will Lewis Hamilton retire at the end of 2021? And the reason why I was going to say. That I wanted to hold off on this. Is because. Mercedes and Toto Wolff. Have dropped a couple of hints. That Lewis is pretty freaking pissed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And Since. Abu Dhabi, Lewis Hamilton has not posted anything on social media and at one point unfollowed everybody on Instagram. So they've been dropping hints that Lewis isn't sure that he wants to continue. We also know that Lewis did not go to the FIA prize giving. Correct. In contravention to
1: FIA regulations. Correct. But neither did Toto.
0: However, the way the question is worded is not, will Lewis retire before the start of the next (laughs) season? It was worded that will he retire before the end of 2021? And we are in 2022. And if Lewis is going to walk away from the sport, he has yet to announce it. Mm -hmm. Which would mean the answer is no.
1: And who got that right?
0: Um, You and the boy. No, I'm sorry. Just you. All right. Both the boy and I said yes.
1: Tying it up.
0: <clears throat> the next question. Mm-hmm. Will Mercedes sign George Russell for 2022? And we all said
1: yes. All righty.
0: Um, question after that. and I did not make a note of the points like I did for the others, but I do know the answer. Who will score more points ferrari or red bull we all said red bull
1: Mm
0: -hmm. we were all right okay so next one who will score more points vettel or leclerc
1: no oh yeah vettel or leclerc okay yes
0: so from formula one standings charles leclerc had 159 points on the season Sebastian Vettel had 43. Ooh. Yeah. So the boy and I both said Leclerc. You said Vettel. Alrighty. Who will score more points? Sebastian Vettel or Carlos Sainz? Sainz had 164.5 points on the season to Vettel's
1: 43.
0: Mm-hmm. I said Vettel. You said science, and the boy said Vettel.
1: Just you know, checking in with you. You and I are currently tied.
0: Okay. And you know, just because I don't recall that we had a question about this. Um. No, we did not. I gotta say, as I went and looked that up, I was stunned, and because I wasn't watching it, that Carlos Sainz had more points than Charles Leclerc on the season. I know. I was stunned by that. All right. Um, Who will score more points? Sergio Perez or Valtteri Bottas? Okay. Bottas had 226 points this season.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Sergio Perez at
1: 190. Wow.
0: We all had Bottas. Excellent. will Sebastian Vettel get a podium in 2021? Okay. Do we count two? And the reason why I say that so he was in P2 in Azerbaijan Mm -hmm. that was the first podium for the Aston Martin team technically or maybe not technically but physically he was on the podium in second place in Hungary. But as you'll recall, he got disqualified because they weren't able to get enough fuel
1: out of the car. So then he got a podium. A and,
0: podium officially.
1: Which is the question.
0: Okay. So he As did long j- as it,
1: it, my way of interpreting this question is as long as he ticked over one, which he did. Okay. It qualifies.
0: We all said yes.
1: Then we all get a
0: point. This one, we'll see how this works. So, the question was Will McLaren get a podium in 2021? And if so, how many? Okay. So, let's start with the easy one. The boy said no.
1: <laughs> okay. So, you and I both said yes. And we get a point for that.
0: How many did McLaren have? Do you know?
1: Three. Five. Oh.
0: We had Lando Norris in P3 in Imola, Lando Norris in P3 in Monaco, Lando Norris in P3 in Austria, not the Styrian Grand Prix, the Austrian Grand Prix. And then we had the race win for Daniel Ricciardo in Monza and the second place for Lando Norris in Monza mm. for five total podiums.
1: Wow. Did any of us get five?
0: No. <laughs> You had three, I had one. But we both said that McLaren was going to get podiums. Correct. So I don't know how we scored this one.
1: Well, I gave us a point for getting that we got, that they would have podiums. Okay. The question is, do we give a bonus point for getting closer to the magic number of podiums?
0: Based on what you have told me so far about where the standings are. Mm Mm-hmm. I will allow it.
1: You will allow
0: it. I will allow it. I mean, I could be the jerk knowing that I think we're still tied and say no, but I'm going to allow it. Because because, I am a benevolent dictator.
1: But it's also because he knows of something else that's coming up that I have utterly screwed up.
0: I don't know yet, but I am a benevolent dictator and I will give you that point. Okay. I will take that point and run. All right.
1: (laughs) All right. Okay, so we're at the Pierre Gasly question. Will
0: Pierre Gasly get signed by a team other than AlphaTauri? The boy said yes. He said it was going to be Red Bull. He went way out on that limb and said it was going to happen. Uh huh. We both said no. Okay. We would be correct.
1: I was going to say, we are correct. All right. So. <laughs> Does it count if they don't go to Australia?
0: As I recall last year. If we counted this question, we gave it a half point. But I think we threw out the question last year. Okay. So the question was, will Haas have pit stop issues for the third year in a row in Australia? And since we did not go to Australia, I think we kind of have to toss it.
1: It's either everybody, well, did everybody say?
0: No, I said yes. You guys said no.
1: Yeah, I think we have to toss it. I think we have to toss that. We'll toss it. Okay.
0: How many more races will be canceled due to COVID? And we said how many more because at at the point that we had recorded, China was the only race that was canceled. Correct. So over the season, by my count, we had two more races that were officially canceled. Okay. Australia and Canada. Okay. I said one. You said zero. The boy said one.
1: Well, I think that under my, if you get it closest, so I'll give you a point. I'll give the boy a point.
0: Okay. Um, will the banking cause issues at Zandvoort? That would be a no. It would It would actually be a no. And actually, it was probably one of the only good parts of the track. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> True. Um, you said no. And the boy and I said yes. Alrighty. And... Oh wait, no, we have more. All right, so who will score more points? And we had listed it down in the predictions as Renault, but we meant Alpine. Okay. So we will count it as Alpine. Um, was who will score more points? Renault, Alpine, or McLaren? So McLaren had two hundred and seventy-five points on the season. On the season, to Alpine's one fifty-five.
1: Okay, so McLaren's our big winner of that.
0: We both said McLaren. The boy said Alpine. Okay. Who will score more points, Ocon or Alonso? Oh. Fernando Alonso had ninety-one points on the season to Esteban Ocon's seventy-four.
1: We said it was going to be fairly tight.
0: Yeah. I said Alonso, but you and the boy said Ocon.
1: Alrighty. Tying it up there, Michael.
0: Who will score more points, Norris or Ricardo? Norris had 160, point, 160 points on the season to uh, Daniel Ricardo's 115 points. Oh. The victory did not give him the lead in points. Got it. Um, you and I both said Ricardo, but the boy gave it to Lando and Norris.
1: So he got the point.
0: He got the point.
1: Excellent.
0: Our last question before the big predictions. Mm -hmm. Who will score more points, Williams or Haas? And I think even at the time, we admit this is kind of a gimme. Yeah. Now, that said, I don't think any of us expected the success that Williams had this season. True. True. Um, Williams came away from the season with 23 points to Hassa's goose egg. And we, we all, all said Williams. Williams.
1: All right. Going into the big prediction.
0: The big prediction.
1: Wait. Going into the big prediction. Okay. You and I are exactly tied at 13 points. <laughs> the boy is lagging behind at eight.
0: Yeah, he's not gaining any ground. Okay. So my big prediction was that Mick Schumacher was headed to Alfa Romeo for 2022. And he is not. He is not. Your prediction, a team will be sold or a team ownership will change? Didn't happen. No. I mean... Indy car, we had McLaren buy a bigger stake in a team.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: But I'm not sure we're going to count that.
1: Uh, uh, you're I bene- may be
0: a benevolent dictator. I'm not that benevolent. <laughs> okay.
1: What was the boy's prediction?
0: <laughs> that Sebastian Vettel would retire.
1: Oh. And he is He not- was wrong there, too. Okay. However, I am going to claim victory. And the reason I'm claiming victory is...
0: You, you you are using the your prediction on the podiums nope. as your, your, well, you were closer, so that's going to give you the end.
1: In- no, because I already accounted that point under your <clears throat> benevolent dictator <laughs> ball. No, I'm claiming victory because I'm going to claim the point for winning the fantasy league. Oh, is that <laughs> it? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Well, you know, and considering technically I those kicked are, your
1: butt in the fantasy the, league. Those are predictions.
0: So, I, I mean, I guess if you need a tiebreaker, that's where you could go. Yeah, all right, fine.
1: <laughs> Otherwise, it was a very tight season. It came down to the last question and the last race of the year.
0: Yeah. And on that note, we'll call it a show. <laughs>